let's talk about Russia. Now, we've been mentioning this for a bit now, but there were some sanctions and there were some uh, ramifications from all of those sanctions, say, in your pocketbook and at the gas station. And of course, all of the inflation is you, you got to live in this world where you can blame all of the inflation and the gas prices on on Russia and what they're doing in Ukraine. And you have to also think that the sanctions are worth it, that it's worth it for all of us to suffer for Ukraine to help them fight this war. And so we can choke off Russia from all of their funds. So we're not funding their war machine anymore in an attempt to try and stop the spread of, I don't know, fascism or, or whatever uh, around, around the world. And then you also have to realize that none of that is working at all. In fact, it's helping <laughs> Russia. Right. And so let's go to this Wall Street Journal article. So Russia pumps almost as much oil into the global market as it did before the invasion of Ukraine. And with the oil prices up, Moscow is actually making more money now than they were beforehand. The sanctions are working. <laughs> Doing a great job. <laughs> New trade arrangements have given Mr. Putin cover to use natural gas exports as an economic weapon against Ukraine's European allies. Before the war, Russia supplied Europe with 40% of its gas. It has since throttled flows through the Nord Stream pipeline to Germany and other conduits, driving prices higher and putting pressure on European households and businesses. Moscow earned $97 billion from oil and gas sales through July this year, and $74 billion of that was just from oil. Even with the dip in oil expert, exports, there's also less exports too, Russia has earned $20 billion in average monthly sales this year compared to $14.6 billion monthly average in 2021, the year before the sanctions. They're just going right up with inflation. Yeah. <laughs> so how is all of this happening, you might ask? Um, that's because they're still just selling all of their oil, and this is helping everyone except for the people who are virtue signaling about not using Russian oil, even though we're still using Russian oil. They just put a different sticker on it. That's right. That's, uh, that's about it. Or they mix it with something. Yeah. Uh, Russian energy sales have flourished by finding new buyers, new means of payment, new traders, and new ways of financing exports, according to oil traders, former Russian industry executives, and shipping officials. Which, which obviously is the case because they have something people want. Mm -hmm. Russia's like, hey, I got this oil. And you're like, do you want this? And like, yeah, we want it. Like, well, I, I can't finance this anymore. Oh, we'll find you someone. Yeah. Finance. Don't worry. You know we, we need, we still want it. Can I get a little bit of a discount? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah sure. Because you know what? That discount is actually still higher than the price was last year. Right, right. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's all, we told you guys this would happen. See, this is just like, we need I told you so episodes. Well, what, that's a white pill. That is a white pill. <laughs> You're welcome for knowing this information sooner. After buyers in the U.S., the European Union cut back their Russian oil imports. Much of it went to nations in Asia that have declined to take sides in the conflict. Exports of Russian fuel oil, a lightly refined version of crude, now go to Saudi Arabia and the UAE. The Russian oil is either burned in Saudi Arabia power stations or exported from a UAE port... And uh, which is in a hot spot for blending Russian and Iranian oils to conceal their provenance. This is oil that before the war was shipped to U.S. refiners. So we used to get it, and here's what's going on now. Now they're selling it at a discount to Saudi Arabia, 
and UAE. They are using it internally for their country and their power needs and their industries. And then they are selling us their more expensive oil at the higher market prices after they buy the cheaper Russian oil and use it for what they need. Genius move by I, them. It's smart. Yeah. It's, it's arbitrage. It's, it's mm-hmm. really good. The Russian imports purchased at a discount uh, free the state giant Saudi Arabian oil company to export its crude at market prices. Quote, the Saudis are happy to take their oil and sell it rather than burning it. Of course they are. There's also other ways to help obscure its oil trade workarounds. Moscow ended monthly updates on oil production and other data, making it difficult to gauge their activity. Middlemen are moving. They stopped publishing it. Yeah. Middlemen are moving Russian oil from one ship to another while it's at sea. Uh, Iranian, Venezuelan, and now Russian fuel oil is stored in the trading hub uh, of, what is that? Um, Bujera. Uh, I think it's, I can't remember how to say it. I had it worked out earlier. And it's disguised, according to the oil traders. One trader in Switzerland said he was offered fuel oil that, based on the sulfur, was definitely Russian, but the label said otherwise. So you just put a different sticker on the box. Would it be Fujaira? I don't think you're going to pronounce the actual J. It's not going to okay. be a hard J. I think okay, it's going to okay. be a soft it's going to be a soft... Uh, see, I was trying to move past that part of the podcast, but I if can't. you really want to stick on this... Where's Amanda? No, go ahead. All right. China, Turkey, and Middle East nations quickly stepped up their purchases, taking advantage of discounted prices and opening lucrative new trade routes for Russian crude. Some refine oil and make profits exporting it to the West as gasoline and diesel. <laughs> so they are buying the cheaper Russian crude refining it and then selling the refined products to us. And then they're making more money on it because they bought it at a discounted price. And we're still paying the market prices for everything. India is now Russia's best customer. Companies there and their government orders went from near zero Russian oil imports imports to almost a million barrels a day within weeks of the Ukraine invasion. How about that? So... Putin said, catch me outside, is what he said. (laughs) Once again, what everyone has to consider is, what are we doing here? And I realize it would not be a great political move for anyone now that that we have made our statement and said that we're not going to buy Russian oil. It would not be a good political move for anyone to say, you know what? Screw all the sanctions. Let's just go back to the way it was. Um... Just do, you know, we're going to keep sending weapons to Ukraine, but we're not going to try this whole sanction thing. You know, we need, we need oil. We need the prices to come down. That wouldn't be good politically for anyone now that, now that we've done it. And, uh, and I get that. But what everyone has to realize is that it, it doesn't matter. Um, we're still getting oil from them, and, uh, or we're, still, we're getting their refined products. or They're shipping it to other people, and then those people are selling it to us. So you're not actually doing anything except for lying to yourself and creating a false sense of moral superiority and in the meantime creating a lot more inflation higher gas prices all of that at the same time and people in europe are suffering horribly and all for this need to just make yourself look better even though you're not doing anything to actually hurt russia at all you're not looking at the results whatsoever so what people have to answer is just remember, you can't even put on the table, is it worth it to harm Russia economically in order to help Ukraine? 
we're not doing that. We're not hurting Russia economically. We're only hurting ourselves and all of the other countries. So take that off the table. Is it worth it to make ourselves feel better while actually doing nothing in order to just talk about how good we are and harm everyone in the country in the process? Is it worth it to do that? And someone's going to have to say yes to that in order to continue what's going on right now. And, and, and really all to grab a headline. Yeah. To grab a few headlines to make, you know, like you said, make yourself feel better. It's just uh, virtue signaling. We've let this yeah. go all the way to the top, and we've let it affect ev everything. It's a, of course, the gas prices affect everything. It's shipping. Everything that you have was shipped somewhere, you know. So those prices reverberate down through the economy. It causes inflation all over the place. It's not the only reason. Got more money in the economy, also, and the more money you put in the economy, the more room there is to be able to afford all of those higher prices. We're seeing oil come down right now, but it's not because the supply was fixed. It's because these countries are going into recessions and people have less money available to pay for these things which means the market prices on them go down because demand goes down because the demand is going down and uh i i got a feeling we're just going to keep doing the same thing <laughs>